Support for the South Carolina lead is made possible in part by Columbia Metropolitan Airport. For more information, flycae.com. Hello and welcome to the South Carolina lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on February 14th, 2022 from James Island. Happy Valentine's Day. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features a hefty statehouse roundup, including upcoming priorities in the Senate, the latest on big federal spending bills set for floor debates in both chambers, and the latest lawsuit over the new congressional district maps. Politics is so hefty that we had to drop the business section today. Our apologies. In medical, Dr. Brandon Traxler notes that the Omicron subvariant has been discovered in the state, and young children could get the Pfizer vaccine as early as February 21st. Also, we want to hear your stories, so we have a voicemail box set up to do just that. Leave us a one to three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. We've gotten several so far, so we're working through the hopper, but that doesn't mean you can't call and let us know what's going on in your neck of the woods. 803-563-7169. we got plenty to talk about, always. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is widespread, ongoing, and not contained, according to data from the Department of Health and Environmental Control. There have been 16,241 total deaths, and currently there are 1,442,546 total cases being reported in all 46 counties as of February 14th at 4 p.m. Our current percent positive is 9.1%. There are 1,406 South Carolinians hospitalized with COVID-19, 287 are in intensive care, and 158 are on ventilators. Currently, 53.5% of eligible South Carolinians are fully vaccinated. Okay, so the Senate just passed medical marijuana. There are 15 weeks until the end of session. We've got a counter full of potential, half-pack cigarettes, it's dark out, and we're wearing sunglasses. So what's next? I asked Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey this very question last week, without the obvious Blues Brothers reference there. Here's what he wants to see happen. We've been having some conversations about that. Haven't really, haven't really decided. We do have the two... Uh, two spending resolutions that have come out of finance dealing with the ARPA federal money and also the SRS settlement money. I think that's the next thing. Yeah. Um, but then after that, we're still trying to figure it out. We've got a few different ideas. We'll see where we go. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there, there are a number of things where you want to, if we're going to get some big stuff out, you want to try to get it out in the first half because once the budget gets here, yeah. and this year, I mean, there's with all that money, I mean, there's a real opportunity for the budget to take longer than normal. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to take a chance on that. Charleston Democratic Senator Marlon Kimson told the chamber what he thinks the Senate should take up next. We spent three weeks on medical marijuana, and I was quite impressed with the outcome of that debate. Didn't know how it was going to start, but last night we saw the Senate engage in deliberate debate and keep an open mind, more importantly. I would just simply say that I think that we need to do right by the state of South Carolina to comport with the rest of the nation 
that recognizes people are being singled out because of various uh, religion, creed, and various differences. And let us debate the hate crime bill. Now, we just spent 20 minutes on electric dump trucks. That's what I call it, electric dump trucks. If we can spend 30 minutes debating electric dump trucks, we can spend some time debating arguably one of the most dangerous crimes that occur in this state, and that's hate crime legislation. Kimson's reference to electric dump trucks was to a bill, S-908, that outlaws the Carolina squat by making it unlawful for a vehicle's front fender from being raised four or more inches above the height of the rear fender. The first offense would be $100, second $200, and third offense $300 and a year-long license suspension. If it passes the Senate, House, and the governor signs it, there would be a six-month warning period. So get your squats in check, folks. The House got into a bit of a tangle on Thursday over a local bill that would clear the way for Lancaster County to have partisan elections for school boards. In this hyper-partisan world we live in, many don't see that as a good idea, and also it could become a slippery slope when only a handful of boards are partisan. Despite the motion failing 47 to 49, it can and will be reconsidered. How, you might ask? Hmm. Well, all it takes is a member on the prevailing side of a vote to request another vote. There were eight absences and 17 members not voting. Now, expect that when this comes up again, we'll see a lot of those folks voting. It's also a bit unusual for a local bill to be so contested. Usually, representatives don't question a local delegation's intentions on such bills. But this one is a political hot potato. Speaking of political hot potatoes, critical race theory. Several bills dealing with the topic will be discussed and testimony will be heard in the House Education Committee on Wednesday afternoon. We'll have more for you on Saturday's episode. Also Wednesday afternoon will be the first House Judiciary Committee hearing in a very long time. That's because Chairman Chris Murphy has reportedly been dealing with an illness as a result of his COVID diagnosis earlier this year. One bill the committee will take up is that election bill H4919 by House Speaker Jay Lucas. We brought you some reporting on this in the last pod, and a subcommittee is holding a hearing on Tuesday where it's expected they'll tweak the bill's language thanks to the input from the previous meeting. Also recapping, some action from the House Ways and Means Committee, which passed out two bills, one of which would be a constitutional amendment to increase the General Reserve Fund slowly over the years to add an additional $222 million to the fund. That would be a constitutional amendment put to the voters. Another increase would be for capital reserves, going from 2% to 3%. This is all just a way to stay even more fiscally prudent. That's what proponents are saying here. Especially, we have plenty of money. Speaking of a lot of money, we also saw American Rescue Plan Act dollars start moving. The House Ways and Means Committee passed out its proposal for the first tranche of that federal money, laid out in H4408. The bill sends $800 million to the Rural Infrastructure Agency for water and sewer infrastructure grants, $453 million to SCDOT for accelerating projects on its statewide transportation infrastructure program, $400 million to the Office of Regulatory Staff for broadband investment, $100 million to the Office of Resilience, and $8 million to the Department of Administration for grant management. The remaining federal dollars will be held back and dispersed in a future tranche. That money doesn't have to be obligated until the end of 2024 and fully spent by the end of 2026. Now, the Senate has a similar version of the ARPA plan that is set to be debated this week as well. Their bill is S-952. Also on the Senate calendar is a spending plan for Savannah Riverside money. 
That's the $525 million in federal settlement money from the Department of Energy, dealing with the government's failure to remove some 30 tons of plutonium from the SRS site. That money is being directed to projects in counties in the immediate vicinity of the plant, as well as neighboring counties. This mini-stimulus will go towards roads, infrastructure, economic development projects, water and sewer, as well as education, workforce development, and law enforcement needs. So yes, be prepared for spending action this week and more. And also, final budget revenue estimates come in on Tuesday. We'll recap those details in Saturday's pod, but I'm pretty sure there will be even more money for lawmakers to budget with, because that's the name of the game this year. I know I've been talking a lot, but guess what? We got one little one thing left. An amended lawsuit over the newly approved congressional maps has been filed in federal court against the state by the South Carolina State Conference of the NAACP, citing a racially gerrymandered map that disenfranchises black voters. Previous versions of the lawsuit, dating back to last year, cited delays in passing maps and alleging the new map for the state house districts to be racially gerrymandered as well. The lawsuit alleges that congressional map dilutes the voting strength of black South Carolinians in the first, second, and fifth congressional districts. Republican lawmakers said their maps followed established guidelines, as well as the state and federal constitutions. The suit calls for the court to adjudicate and remedy these issues in time to avoid voter confusion and disenfranchisement in the upcoming election cycle, or to delay election-related deadlines as necessary. Now, the two-week candidate filing period opens March 16th. This case will be heard by a three-judge panel, which includes Richard Gurgel, Toby Haydens, and Michelle Childs, who, as we know, has been nominated to the D.C. Court of Appeals and is on President Joe Biden's shortlist to replace retiring Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer. It's all happening, folks. Look at the strings. Follow the leads. Last week, DHEC reported the first two cases of the more transmissible BA2 subvariant of Omicron. Director of Public Health Dr. Brandon Traxler didn't have details on where the cases were located in the state, but provided reporters with this update. These um, subvariant findings were reported to DHEC by an out of state reference lab. Early preliminary information about this subvariant uh, suggests that it may be more transmissible than the original form of Omicron but it does not appear to cause more severe disease or nor are vaccines um, less effective against it than against the original Omicron. Even though case numbers are subsiding, death rates remain elevated. Again, death occurs at a higher rate in the unvaccinated and those who are vaccinated but have comorbidities. The majority of COVID-19 deaths, 64.2% as of our last analysis, continue to be individuals who are not fully vaccinated. And of those 103 fully vaccinated South Carolinians who sadly died during the period of our last analysis, all but two of them, so 98%, had comorbidities or underlying conditions that put them at greater risk for severe complications from COVID-19. The piece of data is incredibly telling, and it supports our ongoing message that vaccines don't just protect you. They protect the people around you, your family, and the people in your community. You can't always tell by appearance that someone has a health issue that makes them more susceptible to the virus. That is, if they get COVID, 
they aren't as lucky as you and may not just have a few mild symptoms. The virus knows how to overcome people with weakened immune systems. And though these susceptible individuals have done their part to get fully vaccinated and get their third doses and get their booster doses as recommended, because the virus remains so prevalent in our communities, it's continuing to hurt and kill people who have done all they could to try to protect themselves. Traxer also shared some of her thoughts on the future of the pandemic. Coming off of this surge, um, and again, hopeful for for at least a period of time where we have a number of folks with some natural immunity and vaccination-induced immunity, maybe, you know, seeing a little bit of, of calm. I do think this is an opportunity for us to start looking towards the future and how how do we get this down to that level and what is that level that we all are comfortable living with? And not only what that level is, but how we get there and doing it in a very logical, smart, data and science driven manner. Um, and so I believe that we are starting to see many places um, do that. Those discussions are going on at all levels all across the world. Um, but I do think that it needs to be um, well thought out and and careful and, and more of a, um, a stepwise rather than a letter rip. Some encouraging insight right there from Dr. Traxler. I also wanted to share a flu update with you. I know you're probably wondering. The state is experiencing sporadic flu activity after our peak eight weeks ago. That peak helped drive cases to nearly double the level we saw in the 2019-2020 season. Despite a high number of cases this season, we've seen a much lower hospitalization and death rate than in years past. For example, there have been six total flu deaths this season compared to a five-year average of 60. Of course, sadly, COVID is a major contributing factor to all of this. And on the way out, let's look ahead to February 15th. That's today when you're listening to this. (laughs) The FDA Vaccines and Related Biological Projects Advisory Committee will meet to discuss authorizing Pfizer's vaccine for children aged six months old to under five. CNBC reports that the CDC has begun preparations to deliver the vaccine once it is authorized, telling state and local officials they could expect to start receiving shipments on February 21st. Welcome to the wind down section. It's our little break from the news and we talk about life during the pandemic. And of course, we want to hear your stories. That's why we have a voicemail box set up. 803-563-7169. The hopper is happy. It's full, but we always need more messages. So please give us a call. Uh, we got plenty to talk about. We're going to talk about Super Bowl Sunday today, oh, yeah. AT, we, after we, we get we through a call here, it. baby. Just a little tease, oh, yeah. let's folks. Get, let's get, <laughs> a little oh, that's tease. A great, great Super Bowl tease. Gavin was a real sportsman this weekend. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's get to this call, yeah, okay? get to the uh, call. This call. Get to the yeah, call. Get to the call. Uh, uh, this caller, uh, she seemed a little more pleased with uh, someone who's not here right now, but she mm. likes us too. Well, okay. Let's see. Hi, this is Kathy from the Grand Strand, a longtime listener, first-time caller. Just wanted to say that I love your podcast about three years ago. I stopped listening or absorbing most news, but I've consistently listened to y'all, and I just love the fact that you can get all the good news about South Carolina in one place. I definitely had to call in and let you know that I think Abby should be a regular guest on your podcast. She was great. And you all even missed the quip she had about the Reddit feed being almost as long as a CVS receipt. 
think that needs to be discussed more fully on another episode. And I have to say that Meg definitely needs to weigh in on the lead law, although, Gavin, I do agree. I don't like ranch on pizza or crocs on feet, even though I have friends that love both. Uh, Keep up the good work. Thanks for the show. Bye. Hey, Kathy from the Grand Strand. Thanks for calling. And wow, I am so appreciative of everything you said. I'm also super fascinated by your approach to consuming news these days. But like we know, it's a shifting news landscape out there. And I'm glad you're listening to us because that's really the goal of the podcast is to bring you the important news and cut through that hype and spin that's everywhere. So it's a distillation, you know, this mm-hmm. is like like port wine of news here. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little little sweet. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. You know, and I tell people this all the time, you know, it's like get away from the cable news. You know, you don't have to be mainlining cable news all day because it's really mm-hmm. not affecting you. It's just hyping you up too much. And then yeah. get your and dose of national news. You know, read the newspaper, read the post, sure. whatever. Read your, you know, Post and Courier in the state and Greenville News, those guys. But I know it's it's tricky because, you know, papers are getting thinner. Everyone's getting stretched for dollars. And it's just That's tricky. That's why we're here. Yeah, okay? we're, That's we're why here. We're, we're happy here. that we can be. So and, we, uh, we, yeah. we, both, we both totally agree that Abby needs yes. to be on here more. Oh, yeah. And I also love the shout out to Meg because obviously I think Gavin does not have unilateral ability to declare <laughs> fashion trends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see it, you in it, court. We'll see you in it, court, buddy. It, it, okay? The synod <laughs> needs to meet. And decide these things. So uh, no, no, yeah, I might come across as a you know Demo- democratic leader here, but underneath it all, you know, I'm just a horrible dictator to work. Yeah, for. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Authoritarian but, yeah. but, uh, uh, behind the scenes. We definitely. Yeah, Abby. Abby has some great takes, and I just love it. So um, we'll have her on very soon for sure. Um, but now let's get to the water cooler talk, AT. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> Super Bowl time. Yeah. I don't know if anyone, we don't have a water cooler at work anymore, so we can't have these conversations anymore. So that's why we have this to do them here. This is our digital water cooler right here, <laughs> yes. okay? B- pull up a chair. We're going to break it down because Gavin had a day Sunday. that he does not always have, okay? Like when I start talking about the <laughs> Eagles and sports, Gavin's <laughs> eyes fall out the back of his head. <laughs> but yesterday... Gavin, what did you do all day well, <laughs> Since I'm down here visiting my parents, um, and they got a big TV, they got the cable, they got all that stuff going on, the nice room to sit in, I just uh, I spent the whole day on the couch watching sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all sports, all day. That's after I got out of my bedroom around like one. <laughs> he texted me halfway through the day, and it it turned out that he and I were doing the exact same thing the, all day. We yeah. watched the, the, the final round of golf. Which ended in almost Phoenix, perfectly yeah. for the Super Bowl to start. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. was it was it was great. It was a great veg out, absolutely do nothing day for me. You yeah. know, and I'm glad that you really got to soak that in. How how was it for you? It was wonderful. Like I was telling you, um, you know, golf is always a great a great game to watch, <laughs> especially on a day like Sunday, where maybe you're just trying to ease into the day and not do too much. Maybe catch a little cat nap on the couch and then wake up and still participate in the ongoing great event. Great to watch. <laughs> great to watch. Even better to fall asleep too. Yeah, right? it's it's calming. It's relaxing. <laughs> Except we were watching you know, the, the Phoenix, what Invitational Open, whatever it was, the Waste Management it, Open. Yeah, and um, you know, there's the 16th hole, which is a par three, and it's just. It's wow. literally it's a like, coliseum. It is yeah. like Happy Gilmore. Like if you ever remember that that scene when <laughs> the shooter McGavin's like, "This is not a rock concert." Like it, it, that it was huge vibes there. They're throwing beer. People are getting hole in ones. I mean, it was wild. Getting to watch. hit by beer cans. It was crazy, mm-hmm. and it was fun. It really came down to the wire. There was a playoff. But uh, Gavin, great job. You mentioned Happy Gilmore, which yes. leads us into the Super Bowl, which was very nineties focused. Oh yeah. 
everywhere. Like we were saying, commercials, which, you know, $7 million for 30 seconds, baby. And you're doing Ooh-wee. some throwbacks. Like mm-hmm. I said, we saw that the, the Sopranos Chevy commercial because, that's 90s. you know, 90s. Yep. Uh, we heard the from the band Hole in that Taco Hole. Bell commercial. That oh, was maybe w- over, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> baby. Cordy Love, baby. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Austin Powers, Dr. Evil for GM. Doc- yes. Cable Guy for Verizon. Cable Guy was the most left field one for oh, me. I Cable Guy. It. I was like, I I, everyone wants another Ace Ventura movie or something like mm-hmm. that. But he, this guy does, what's his name? Stan, no, Stanley Ipkiss is the man, but the Cable <laughs> yeah, Guy. Yeah. You know? Deep Jim Carrey comes here. back and does. Deep Jim yeah. Carrey pulls there. I was like, what is going on, man? The Cable guy i mean in this you know you're talking about you know also a very late 90s early 2000s halftime show which was just spectacular in my opinion that I was enjoyed a great it so half- much I'm everyone was hyped it sounded so I'm not lit gonna there. say that it was better than the prince halftime no, show i mean yeah well not yeah but uh it is the next best halftime show i've seen there was not a single part that i disliked about mm-hmm. it, you know i was i 50 cent didn't quite belong in the same a stratosphere as mm-hmm. Mary J and Snoop and Dre and Eminem, Eminem you know, but uh, but it was on Caitlin, your but it was on your mix CD from that summer, so everyone had it that still mix worked CD. out. Yeah. Uh, Caitlyn really wanted uh, a, a, a Tupac uh, hologram. Oh yeah, I could be some Missy. Which I thought would have been cool. I really wanted Missy. Yeah, Elliot. I, I wanted Missy, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot up there. Oh, big, I thought that so that would have been awesome. Yeah. But um, yeah, a lot of electric vehicle commercials, streaming services, crypto. I crypto. mean, God, so the, the weirdest, the weirdest one commercials. was that crypto Coinbase one where it just bounced around. Was with that music. what it was? It Coinbase. Coinbase. Because at the end, it did like a blue screen, like it was from your VCR, and it was said Coinbase. It actually crashed oh, Coinbase's website because everyone That's because was jumping everyone on. the the QR code that was bouncing like the DVD menu that you yeah. wait for it to hit in the corner. <laughs> I will tell you who did not scan it. I did not I, scan yeah. it. You should not scan unknown <laughs> QR, QR codes because codes. Yeah. I've seen that people. I've saw. I saw some cases where people would put them up in restaurants, which are using them as menus now. Mm-hmm. And if you scan it, it automatically like takes a thousand dollars out of your bank account, which is insane. Terrifying. So I'm not. I'm not scanning those things. But the Larry David spot for FTX and other crypto that was pretty funny in my opinion. It was okay. Oh, it's it, it very was Larry right. David. It was good. I'm glad Larry David's uh, uh, capitalizing on it on his like curmudgeonliness, you know what I mean? But the the, Lebr- the LeBron one where LeBron was talking to CGI young LeBron, yes. I didn't like looking no, at that. No, that was making me uncomfortable, too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> it's like, what else is crypto capable of? But then also, um, the uh, did you see the Irish Spring commercial? I, Gavin, that was my favorite commercial <laughs> okay. of the night. I loved that Irish Spring commercial. What did he say? What did the rabbit say? He had to be what? Clean. Something like has to be like washed. He needs. He needs the solution. Or something. It was like so midsummer, and he it was must like be corrected. So oh, it was midsummer. Yeah, I loved that. Whoever they paid to make that commercial should be allowed to make more commercials because I really liked that. But then also, Guy Fieri came in oh, and did right. the best Flavor commercial. Oh, right, Flavor Town. It was. Not, I didn't put that on my list, but that was an incredible one. Too. Also, where did the Rock come from? Why was the Rock screaming? Uh, like I told you, it's Los Angeles. They can just call up anyone. They're like, hey, can you drive down the street? <laughs> I'm just doing this intro. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't get a Vin Diesel dig in on that. But uh, uh, And also, uh, what was, did Matthew McConaughey do a commercial for the Earth? Like It was for I, Salesforce. I <laughs> no so, idea what yeah. that is. Uh, you're, um, totally, you're totally allowed not to understand that because it does not make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of like saying we want to stay here on the Earth and not go to Mars. <laughs> 
It's an anti-Elon yeah. commercial. I Which, get it. Uh, okay. Of course, is a huge driving factor in whatever Salesforce does, I assume. Whatever they do. <laughs> whatever they do. But uh, I enjoyed the game. Uh, yeah. my, my team won because I, I texted you maybe four hours before the game, and mm-hmm. I said... Which team are you picking? I'll pick the other one. Mm-hmm. You went, you went Bengals. Cincinnati. So yeah. I went Ram. You know, just uh, you know, having gone to school in Ohio and working in Ohio, I just that's my connection to it. You're so. carrying some water for the state mm-hmm. of Ohio, which so than, sadly yeah. didn't come out on top. Too bad. Yeah, well, you know, but you know, you know what a game all around. Good Very game. exciting. Good game. I wanted a little bit more scoring because sure. there was about the the second and third quarter, sort of nothing happened. Yeah. But uh, uh, it was it was it wasn't the worst Super Bowl I ever saw. You know, yeah. the because Rams you, I mean, are always were, in tight ones. You were nail biting to the end there. You know, you're like that. That last drive that Stafford pulled off with that no look pass was pretty sweet. I mm-hmm. gotta say, like they, it, it looked like they just went into hurry up and they stopped the coach from being able to call the plays, who was calling a terrible game. And so Matthew Stafford looked like he won it. Anyway, that's all the sports <laughs> yep. breakdown that I will do here. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm glazing over again, even though I watched. I <laughs> did like, though, did you see that they tried to do the pass to the quarterback? Yeah. They failed. That was the Philly special. Yeah, because we scored a touchdown. And so they couldn't pull it off. We did it. So go birds, okay? Got to get the <laughs> oh, birds yeah. in there. Always a connection. There's always a connection. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, let us know what you thought of the Super Bowl, even though I think we just kind of covered it pretty well. But you can always weigh in. We'd love to hear from you, just like we love hearing from Kathy and everyone else who calls 803-563-7169. You can also leave us a wonderful review on iTunes. We appreciate that as well. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. You can also stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. I was like, this should smell like feet in a really good way. You know, (laughs) like, what the hell?